Hello, you, and welcome to Turning Tables. I'm Johnny Zani here with Cameron Pierce, the voice of logic and reason. Cam, how are you doing? Oh, did you just say hello, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe Goldberg, how are you, Johnny? <laughs> I'm just sitting here drinking my fucking tea, enjoying one of my days off, so yeah. And I'm sitting here with you talking about uh, the news and all this good shit while I look at... You got a picture on Discord of Tom Segura giving me a very uh, intriguing look. So I would call gonna, it... Yeah. I would call it seductive with a touch of he needs to be institutionalized. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks like the type of person that Gives me the reason why I never say the phrase, I'd be more than happy to, like, when I was in Because <laughs> every time I think of that, I always just think of, like, you know, saying that in a completely different phrase. Boy, George Carlin would say it pretty much like, we had to put Dave in the mental institution. He was more than happy. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, welcome to the show. Uh, let's get into the ice-breaking, ground-breaking, whatever you call it, segment. What we jamming? So, Cam, what have you been listening to for the past uh, week or so? Because we didn't actually do an episode last week. Uh, you know, it, it, honestly, same shit, different week. I've realized we're almost halfway through 2021, and I've realized that 2020 was a year of discovery for me musically. 2021 is a year of comfort for me, where... I'm not seeking out new music a lot. So every week I'm coming here, I'm just like, yeah, I'm listening to the same five artists I was listening to last week or two weeks ago. So the gist of that is basically Gojira, Royal Blood, Architect, Spirit Box, Kiss Kiss, everybody who I've said recently. So just Mm -hmm. to spice it up a little bit, I did go on a Stone Sour kick last week. That was fun. But spicy. Yeah, a little, just not not too spicy, more of a mild flavor, uh, knowing Stone like Sour. Like mayo for a white person and not so much curry for uh, Indian people. Curry's sure. that spicy. We'll go yeah. with that. <laughs> um, mostly listening to podcasts lately, been super into Real Dictators. Gotta love the young Adolf Hitler series they're doing, so... That's my non-music recommendation of the week. Everybody go check out Real Dictators on Spotify. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like a history podcast, correct? Yes, it, it's all about dictators. That's literally all they talk about, and it's awesome. Okay, I, I just had to bring that up because you brought up how you loved an episode about Adolf Hitler. Uh, I, just, I had to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned the name of the podcast. It's, all, it's Real Dictators. It's all about dictators. I get a bunch of those recommendations for podcasts now on uh, Spotify because they're really going ham with them now. I really appreciate that. I've saved a few of them. Got to get really into them, though. I got to really start checking more of these out. But for myself, musically, um, you know, you said this is the comfort year for you. And last year was more of, a, uh, more of a discovery year. It's kind of the polar opposite for me. Um, I listened to a lot of the same stuff last year, whereas this year uh, I've broken that ice a little bit. I mean, granted, it's still a little comforting at times for me, but yeah, it's been really different for me. I haven't tried to discover new stuff. 
I, I listened to some of the offseason, the new J. Cole album, what is ridiculously fucking good. Um, I've been listening to him, a lot of the Rolling Stones, Lincoln Park, and Binging Circle with Me by Spirit Box. That is a fucking fantastic song. I yes, love it. Uh, City Morgue. I started checking out Trap Metal. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, Little Walter, Howlin' Wolf, uh, Fool's Garden, Sick Monkeys, because I've been binging the shit out of Peaky Blinders. So oh, yeah. listen to that type of stuff. Um, PG, PJ Harvey, my bad. Uh, Genesis actually listens to a little bit. Sleep Token, The Relentless, Steve Gunn, uh, Avicii. Uh, let me go through a little bit more on this. I have been listening to Deftones. Um, I like how I've been listening to a lot of stuff, but my Spotify is just showing not new shit. <laughs> um, back, Stick Figure, T-Pain, um, Ghost, uh, Black Label Society, The Helicopters, uh, in Iron Maiden, Rammstein, uh, system of a down shit like that oh, that's where i'm at with that i'll never get over the fact that my what we jammings it's it's i don't list a lot of things but i talk about <laughs> the things that i talk that i mention and you just yeah. have like a 30 artist list every single week <laughs> <laughs> like you don't explain them you're just yeah. like yeah i'm listening to 75 different people this week <laughs> i try and find new stuff you know that's the whole premise um yeah i mean i can get a little more into that you know i i obviously i like going through new types of music finding new types of music i try finding music from different cultures um i try all these different things. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't listening to a bit of Avicii, but I was definitely in the mood for that. Um, yeah, I'm the helicopters I recently checked out and I fell in love with because it's this really great rock and roll band. They just they fit the exact tone I love. Uh, it hits a certain spot for me that a lot of bands, I, I there's this weird tone with them. I just I adore it. Um, especially with like the song by the grace of God, the guitar and that is just it, probably one of my favorite types of tones you can get. Um, you know, like I said, I checked out city morgue, uh, city morgue is fucking crazy. Uh, that was my intro into trap metal. Um, what I kind of thought about a few years ago, I'm like, I wonder if anybody will ever do that. And then, yeah, it kind it happened and it, it apparently is doing pretty well in the underground. I'm fairly new to it. So I'm a little ignorant when it comes to it. Um, you know, I didn't mean to start playing music. Um, yeah. And then I went through like a whole blues thing, like the old school blues stuff, Lil Walter, Howling Wolf, like I said, because blues music, uh, is a huge part of my upbringing. Um, and also, like I said, I was checking out the Rolling Stones. Keith Richards is one of my heroes and Keith Richards, a gigantic blues fan. So I've been just checking that type of stuff out. I just trying to get more. I, I just yeah. I need to cut you off, Johnny. I just witnessed something very odd. Okay. Uh, uh, some random white car that I've never seen before just pulled into my neighbor's driveway. 
a woman got out wearing a white t-shirt with Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover on it, walked uh. into my neighbor's backyard, stood there mm-hmm. for about eight seconds, and then turned around, got in their car, and drove off. What the fuck I has would, this country come to? I would notify your neighbors about that. I would try telling them about that. You know, it's funny that you, the rational, normal human being, is like, yeah, I'd tell my neighbors about that. And then there's me. I'm like, what has this country come to? We used to get dressed up and go to church on Sundays, not wear Zach Galifianakis <laughs> shirts and just drive around. Oh, what happened to my country? Yeah, I don't fucking know. You gotta, write, you gotta write like a fucking political book, not like a one sided thing, just like an absolute what happened to my country. And, but like, and you label it as politics, and then it's just really random weird shit like that. So basically, like, America 51. Kind of, but weirder. Kind of like, I witnessed this woman. Go into my neighbor's backyard with a Zach Galifianakis t-shirt, stare at her house, and walk away. That's when I really started to think about economics. I mean, for the record, I don't know that they actually stood in my neighbor's backyard because I can't see that far. But they were out of their car for about eight seconds and then got back in and went away. (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just had to, I had to point this out because I'm just sitting here thinking we used to be a society that like enjoyed our Sundays and looked good. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like when did style go to shit? Like why do we dress so poor in this fucking country? Dude, like fucking sweatpants is a completely normal thing. It is. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> Even outside of COVID, like, that was a totally normal thing. Like, everywhere you go, like, you go to stores and shit, people are just walking around in fucking sweatpants, pajamas, and everything. And then we wonder why other countries think we're fucking uncultured. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I've been thinking about this a lot. Because they, I think it was your mom's house they talked about how, like, we dress so poor in America. And then I was like, you know what? We do. And maybe it's because – and maybe part of it is because I've been watching shows like Mad Men and Peaky Blinders for the last year, and they all dress so nice in those shows. So I'm like, I'm getting to that point where I'm going to start dressing a lot nicer because I'm just sick of people looking down at our country because we're just too fucking lazy to put on actual clothes. Yeah, no, I kind of got that. I kind of thought about that recently watching Pika Blinders because I'm looking at like the way they're all dressed and shit. And I'm just like, man, like what the fuck did happen actually? Kind of with that, you know? People used and, to like, wear suits to wear to go on planes. Yeah, they did. They really did. And now people wear like fuck you hats while drinking bottles of Kahlua, like on planes. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm just thinking of the family guy bit where Brian and Stewie are on the plane and the woman's looking at Stewie and he's like, hey, go back to your seat with your pillow, your sweatpants and a gallon of soda or whatever the fuck he said. I don't remember. Just completely <laughs> roasting this woman who looked like shit on the plane. It was hilarious. That's exactly how uh, I feel. It's, it's questionable though. I don't know what happened. I don't know why Americans are fucking lazy. <laughs> 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 like we are dude we really are fucking we're a breed man you're like right we, yeah like i remember um back when i used to work at a warehouse um 
Like, even the managers used to walk around in sweatpants and shit. I'm like, this is authority, dude. Like, imagine you fuck up and you get fired by a guy wearing, like, fucking sweatpants and the fucking, like, college hoodie he had. Like, he graduated from, like, eight years ago. Like, this is what the fuck it was like. Yeah, and no, and that's normal. This is where our country has gone, and I'm sick of it. And this is my call to the rest of the world, or to the rest of America, I should say. We are going to start dressing nice again, and we are going to start looking respectable. Yeah. This is important like, to me. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> no, because I remember right before 2020, everybody's like, we're about to go into the 20s. We got to fucking start getting back into like this style. Kind of as a joke, but I feel like that was a little more serious than anything. And I'm like, dude, we honestly should fucking do that or get a little classier instead of what the fuck is happening. The the exact opposite is going to happen, though, Johnny. And I'll tell you why. When COVID like really is like going away, it's going to become the roaring 20s again. But it's going to become our version of the roaring 20s where everybody's wearing fucking nothing and getting trashed in the streets and STDs are going to be through the roof and everybody's going to be drunk all the fucking time. And I'm going to be sitting here going, we're done. Like China is taking over. China is taking over. We're, we're fucked. <laughs> we are. Dude. Oh, gosh. We used to be the greatest country on the planet, man, we honestly. Absolutely dead. And, and it's a fucking are. disgrace now. It's it a is. fucking... As fucking Eddie Murphy's father said, this is a fucking ridiculous. Like, it really is, dude. Like, you just look out the window now and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Literally, that's what just sparked this 10-minute rant that was unplanned. You literally looked out the window, yeah. But it's like, it's so fucking stupid, dude. And it's like, we gotta, when this shit's all over, don't sit back in your fucking sweatpants and your basketball shorts and your yellow shirts. Fucking get smart. Like, start educating yourself. (laughs) Start fucking dressing properly. We're fucking adults now. Fucking get smart. (laughs) Fucking smart, America. Why the fuck is a slogan already? Like, seriously, just get fucking smart. Oh my God. I, I just, we just need to start somewhere. And that place to start is to just stop dressing like absolute trash. And I, I'm to that point. Honestly, I think if we dressed differently, like we dressed better, that would actually start something. I feel Je- better when I dress nice. I do too, dude. Like, honestly, this is why dude, I like, I stopped wearing fucking band merch and everything like a long time ago. Cause it was just getting fucking old. I did too, but that was more because of work because I have to wear the same shirts every day to work. But like when I'm out, like I make it an effort to wear something that's more presentable. See, this or at is where it looks slightly nicer. Like I'll wear a baseball jersey, but I'll wear like nice pants with it and one of my nice hats. <laughs> See, like what I, the way the show is going to go is when we're back, if we ever go to camera, we are going to change the whole style up and we're literally going to start like dressing and we're going to start talking about how the shit's going to go down. Actually, I wanted to address this idea to you, whether cameras or not. I definitely think if we like, when we go back in person, we should definitely do like 
something kind of like that where we're dressed like Peaky fucking Blinders. I mean, I'm Definitely. already halfway there with the hat every day, so I mean... <laughs> Dude, I, I'm just genuinely saying, like, we got to get fucking dressed up for this shit. Like, the first time we're back, because we're drinking fucking whiskey on the show when it happens, we just got to fucking get dressed. I mean, I'm not planning on wearing a three-piece suit every day with a trench coat. I'm just saying that I think that we should dress better. <laughs> you know? We need to, like, start looking at other countries and their fashion styles and take some of their shit. God knows we've already taken enough shit from other cultures. We might as well not stop now. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, to get off fashion... To get um, off fashion and the failure of our country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, to get, we need another damn crusade and start all over. And oh one boy. thing we got to do is we got to start putting fucking bands like Maiden and Priest and Rage in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm totally an advocate for Jay-Z getting in. I understand why Tina Turner is getting in. I have no issue with that. I'm glad the Foo Fighters in. But damn it, dude, those three bands need to get the fuck in there too. Listen, I don't put a lot of stock into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's not because of like, oh, you know, they keep putting artists in who aren't rock. I don't give a shit about it, about that. At this point, it is just straight up the Music Hall of Fame under it in, in everything but name. Yeah. But like the Go-Go's get in before Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. The Go-Go's had <laughs> maybe one song. That is like right. historically notable. Judas Priest have at least three that still get very regular radio airplay. Well, dude, honestly, I, I'm not even mad that the Go Go's are in by any means. I'm just saying, dude, there are some other bands that need to get brought in that have been kind of getting fucked for the past few years. And it's time. I think Eddie Trunk needs to get back into this and fucking make a new. Uh, because they listen to him. He has to fucking make a statement on these bands' behalf because he got Russian. Well, Rush should also be in there regardless. Like, it shouldn't have come to that. But it is getting to that point. I know, I know. I, I know it is getting to that point. I'm just saying. I just... I don't know. Like, I actually really don't have a whole lot to say on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame other than... I guess that it's disappointing because I just think that, you know, Rage Against the Machine, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden are all so much more deserving. Yeah. Yeah, I know, honestly. But um, there was something else you wanted to talk about, and that was about Billie Eilish. Yeah, so Billie Eilish's second LP... Uh, happier than ever comes out in July on July 30th, I believe something around there. Mm -hmm. And basically what I've been thinking about is what the sound of this album is going to be like and how it will affect us and affect her career, the tr you know, her fan base, all those things. Cause something that I think about all the time with Billie Eilish, and this goes back to the day that, when we all fall asleep came out. Remember Johnny throwback to episode eight 
when we were shitting on Billie Eilish and then we were like, you know what? We will give her debut album a chance when it comes out. Yeah. And that day I listened to that album twice. And at the end of it all, I said, this is really good. I like it way more than I ever thought I could. But this style is not sustainable. And at least not with me personally. Yeah. So Um, basically what I'm saying is this album needs to be different from the last in order to, for her to be able to sustain quality music with me. With you potentially, but I, I don't think so billboard and mainstream wise. I think she'll be fine with that. Keeping the same style and everything because you got musicians like Ed Sheeran who have been doing the same thing this whole time, and they're and he's wildly fucking famous. Like in like I didn't realize I'm a little ignorant when it comes to the mainstream. I'll admit to it. I was examining some of Ed Sheeran's shit yesterday. I cannot get over how fucking big that dude is. Like he it he doesn't have a band or anything. It's just him on a stage with an acoustic guitar playing his songs no band it's just him he plays to stadiums all over the fucking planet everywhere he goes he is wildly fucking famous and he does the same thing all the time billy is going to be probably in that same boat i guarantee she'll be in that same boat um she seems to be doing the same thing as before and um Honestly, I don't see Billy doing anything different, to be honest. She has her style, and I see that as her style, and that's all she'll really do. Maybe she'll try a few different elements at times, but it's going to be embedded in that one style, and I think she's just going to stick with that. Well, a couple weeks ago, Your Power came out. Have you? I'm assuming you've heard Your Power. I have. Okay, I, I figured. But it is a little bit different compared to the last album because it is just kind of a straight-up acoustic track. Yeah. Which I really appreciated because, I mean, it's not like there weren't acoustic things on her first album or before because there were songs like I Love You, which I think is one of her best songs. Mm. And then this song is just run-of-the-mill, very solid acoustic track. And I think that that's a a sign that this album will be a little bit different. And I'm hoping that it will take a step away from like the trap elements a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because I, I found that, that I don't know. I just don't love the trap sound. That's my own taste speaking, but what really bugs me is like the whisper vocals type of thing. That's the thing that I think she needs to age out of a little bit. And I think that I agree. I think that she'll be fine in the mainstream perfectly fine in the mainstream Mm -hmm. part of that is because of um her psychotic k-pop equivalent fan base as you put it earlier (laughs) i mean she they i mean a lot of fan bases can get fucking crazy and i and they're very devout that's what i'll say she's a very devout fan base um that i do see a lot of k-pop elements with um, my thing is, 
uh, here's the thing. I could see Billie Eilish totally, if she gave it a shot, becoming, pulling off some like Adele shit and having this beautiful, extremely powerful voice. I could totally see that. I'd love to hear it. Um, I don't think we're going to get it on this album. Maybe, hopefully in the future. Um, my thing is, and I, my thing is, I think maybe a quarter of the album might be kind of like your power. I think there will still be some trap in coming. Definitely. I mean, I, I mean, granted, isn't every um, everything I wanted, everything I want you, fuck, I can't even say it properly. That's not even the one. Um, What's the name of the song? It goes like, I think, bef- therefore I am. Therefore, uh, therefore I, I am. am. Yep, that's it. Um, that song, that's on the album, correct? Yes, it's the 14th out of 16 tracks. Lord, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I think there will be a mixture of the two. I think she will maybe start trying to cross a few barriers in that essence. The whole ASMR vocal style, I think she solely could keep alive. I I don't know if she could, and if so, for how long. If anyone was to, it would be her. Because um, she is now the default face of that sound, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think she's going to kind of keep it going in that sense. Maybe she's going to be a bit more arrogant now. Um, Why do you say that? And just with the way, like, therefore I am, with, like, her, like, cocky, like, little in between the lines. Yep. In general, I could see that kind of with her personality. I just see her getting a little... Uh, the way with like your power lyrically is like talking down to you or she like not you specifically but like the or her fans but like specifically whoever she was talking to in that song and lyrically that song reminds me of something off of don't smile at me and um see it kind of knows her worth it's going to show a lot. Cause like you said a long time ago, she seems to have a God complex and I think she, because she got famous at a very young age, she has a lot. Oh, I think now she is now, she is now one of the faces of pop music just in the United States, but nationally. And I think if you were to, Kind of make like a Mount Rushmore of the four. Um, a pop right now. She'd be one of them. He, fuck, I'm like starting to lose track of where I'm going with this. No, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that she is the face of not pop music. I, I think that she is the face of music worldwide currently. But the thing is, though, is that the thing is, though, is about her is that she her worth she knows she's one of those faces i think theoretically and maybe visually in some of the videos 
she's going to show that that she is now this titan in the music industry people are going to be looking at her this is going to be her second album and the second album is a dreaded music for every musician regardless of the genre because first hint with the first album they're like okay can you step it up you cannot be equal to the first album cannot be just as good it has to be better and not only does it have to be better it has to be a million times better than the first one i think she knows she's gonna do it it is musically or just her fans are gonna go that ballistic over it she knows it and then when her third one comes out she is she's already gonna be set because once you get past the second or third album nailing it you are gonna have a cult like following forever and she seems to already have that so i think she already sees where that's going so i think she knows she's going to have a really big long career and so you're gonna see a bit of arrogance in the next album I think I can see where you're coming from with the arrogance thing. Um, and I definitely see what you're talking about when you talk about songs like Therefore I Am. I don't know about your power because um, I think that that song's about an abusive relationship, but it doesn't matter um, because I do see where you're coming from. And it got okay. me thinking. That, if that was my apologies, by the way, because I didn't mean to come off insensitive. It's just that's what I've heard, at least from elements but again i listen to it in that full sense so well it's besides the point it's it's neither here nor there um the thing is like i see where you're coming from with the arrogance thing a little bit and um it got me thinking while i was sitting here is her music just and really at this point an accessory to her because we talk about her psychotic fan base, the fact that people completely worship every little thing that she does, no matter what she does. So is, is her music that important to her fan base or is it that they just love her at this point? Because if that's the case, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum because as a person, I'll be honest, at least the way she presents herself, she kind of bugs me sometimes. Just and it's nothing personal against like against her. Like I'm sure she's lovely. She just like I can tell that if we met in person and tried to be friends, it just probably wouldn't work. I don't think we'd mesh together very well. But like I'm on the up opposite end of the spectrum where I love her music. As a person, I really couldn't care less what she does. And I don't disagree with a lot of things that she does and says. It's more just the way she carries herself sometimes. But I, it just seems like people now care more about her as a person, as a celebrity, as a figure than they do the music. Or at least that's the, the uh, vibe that I get. I could see that. I could definitely see that. I can totally understand that. Um, I'm very interested in hearing this album. We're definitely going to have to review this. Um, we're going to have to go through a whole analysis with this. We got to definitely check this out because I'm very intrigued to see how she goes from where she goes from here. Yeah, I mean, I pre-ordered the thing. I'm I'm really excited for it. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of her music, and yeah, I I don't know. I, this is where I'm kind of running dry at this point. Like I just, I I hope for my sake that it's a little bit different from the last one. That it tries to push boundaries and do something new. 
because I just could see myself getting really bored of her music. I mean, when my future came out, when did my future come out? The, the whole pandemic has my timeline of the last year and a half just completely in a mush. Well, I believe it was right at the beginning. I'm looking this up right now. I my future it, came out in end of July of 2020. Okay, that sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. And the first time I listened to My Future, which is on this album, it's one of uh, like three songs that are out currently that we do know, uh, along with Therefore I Am and Your Power. But I remember when that song came out and I just remember thinking, this is where I start to get bored. And, and if it wasn't for the percussion, for the drum beat in that song that comes in about halfway through, I'd probably never listen to that song ever. And I've probably listened to it six times total since it came out to begin with. Something I actually would like to see her do is to um, do like an unplugged set. I think she's done that in some capacity at some point. But I think I, I would like to see like a real deal like MTV Unplugged. Yeah. Where she gave her this whole setting and did all that. That would be really incredible. I mean, I just want MTV Unplugged or some kind of brand of Unplugged to start again. But the thing is, is that for that to happen, they'd probably be doing mostly artists that I don't give a shit about. Like Maybe, you know, mainstream you know, artists. Boy. But I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of, that's at least where I stand with the whole album yeah no i mean at this point we're still about two months away from its release a little more than that so yeah i i don't really have a whole lot to say because we don't know a whole lot it's just a matter of what's gonna happen and and part of me slightly nervous about it but i mean i i really enjoy two of the singles that we know of the three so i think it's gonna yeah. be at the very least pretty good i think when we all fall asleep is an incredibly hard album to top her fan base will eat up whatever she puts out. So I'm not worried about her success. I'm not worried about her falling off or anything. I'm just worried about, am I going to enjoy it? But I think we're going to be okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of where I stand with that. Tell us what you think about the upcoming Billie Eilish album and her music currently. Thank you for listening to the Drain tables podcast for Cameron Pierce, the voice of logical reason. I'm Johnny Zani. Follow us on Spotify, please. Thank you. And peace, please. <laughs>